Welcome back, everyone. My name is Franco here with Alpha and Omega TV. Thank you guys very much for tuning in on this Thursday episode. Don't have a title for this one today. Um, and actually, Brian is out of the office today. Well, actually, he's here. He's just uh, doing something else. So this will just be me. You will be hearing my voice and my voice only. Brian will be back here shortly. I know you guys just come to hear him. Not really me, but he will return. Okay, with that being said, thank you guys very much again for tuning in. Um, I wanted to talk today about how we got to this point, how uh, I had a desire to uh, do a podcast. And this was more of a, a collective desire because Brian was included in that as well. Um, but how we got to this point in, in a more personal level. So today I'll be speaking for myself and um, I'm, sure, I'm sure Brian will uh, speak about how he got to this point which we've kind of scratched the surface on it already. Uh, but today I want to get into a little um, deeper into how I got to this point. So this has been something that's been in the works for years, I would say. And it began a few, a few years back, actually. It all began in, everything began in my senior year of high school. And this is the first time I was introduced to Christ, to the gospel, to Jesus. Um, maybe not in the most clear way, but I was exposed to Jesus and his teachings. And so, of course, the typical, um, the typical teaching and the typical preaching of Jesus is God is love. He's obsessed with you. He loves you and all he wants to do is to be with you. He made you so he won't be lonely. God wants you to live an abundant and prosperous life. So these are some of the things that are kind of thrown at you when, you know, you're a young believer and it's kind of like people's way of trying to sell you Christianity. And that's not really the gospel. The gospel on, on the contrary, I would say discourages a lot of people from coming to Christ. But the beauty of God bringing people unto him, it's that is a work that he initiates on himself. He initiates that, meaning it has really nothing to do with you or your desire. By nature, humanity does not desire to know God. They have a desire to, to know things and to seek knowledge. But in terms of the source of the knowledge, which is God, the creator himself, humans have no, no desire for that because we are blinded by our sinful nature, by the sins that we commit. And a lot of you guys listening, maybe you guys are living a life full of sin and it's perfectly normal because that's what culture tells you. And that's how you can identify whether you know the living God and his spirit dwells in you or it's just or you 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 don't you don't know him because when you sin it means nothing you you don't feel anything you don't feel convicted at all because it is the holy spirit who convicts the world of truth of, of sin i'm sorry so you don't feel when you sin it's it's perfectly normal and you do this all day long and you don't feel bad about it but it's not until god calls you that you begin to be convicted. And when I say convicted, it means you start feeling something 
that it, you feel that something is wrong with you and it's simply your sin catching up to you, your sinful nature now bringing up consequences and you start feeling uneasy with that nature of yours. And that is when you turn to God. Again, this is something that the Lord does. So I was exposed to this early on in my well, late high school year, in senior year. And this just began to uh, really shape my view of who God was. So I knew God loved me. Um, I thought he was obsessed with all of us. Um, I thought that he had made us because, you know, he wanted to have fellowship with us. Um, and I truly believed that the children of God deserved to live good lives here on earth. This is contrary to everything the Bible teaches, because the Bible teaches very clearly that if you have Christ, if you have salvation in the one true living God, you have everything and everything else is just, uh, it, it's a perk. It's an addition. So it's not everything. So it wasn't until a little over a year ago, I got exposed to the true gospel of salvation. And this is what turned my world around because many things that I believed uh, were being charged. They were being challenged by the word of God. This is where I began to realize some of the practices that I was involved in. Uh, for example, declaring things into existence, um, declaring things in, in people that they were not as if they were. Um, just all these things that have to do with the New Age movement, which... Um, not too familiar with the New Age movement. I just read a little bit and I've uh, researched just barely scratching the surface. So some of you guys may be better versed in this. But some of the teachings in the New Age movement is that humans are considered to be divine. They are co-creators, meaning they can speak things to exist, speak things to existence. And they are inherently good, meaning there is some good in every human, even just a little speck. But there is good in all of us. Again, this is contrary to what the Bible preaches, that there is not one who is good. And there is not one who seeks after God. There is none who is righteous. It's a recurring theme. And even the commandments show us how messed up humanity really is. Because we cannot even follow these Ten Commandments to the T. We will fail and we all, we've already failed. So these these teachings that were kind of injected into contemporary Christianity. And what I mean when I say contemporary Christianity is simply that this is a new style of Christianity. This is what is what is being called the new way of Christianity, meaning we we think we have to modernize it. We think we have to update it. We think we have to put lights and put on a show and entertain people to get people to come to the Lord. But. The only one who initiates that is God himself. We're trying to do the impossible because it is impossible to convince someone to repent of their sins, turn away from their old lives, follow Christ, which means death to you, meaning death to a lot of things you used to believe, death to hopes and dreams that you may have had. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to lose everything. No, I'm not saying that. But if you believe and trust in Christ, you're willing to lose everything. You're willing to put everything on the line 
and follow him. That is the purpose. That is the point of the gospel. That whoever comes to know him will take their faith to the death. They will not deny Christ because that is the truth they hold on to. That is the foundation. That is the rock on which they stand. So if you're shaky in your faith, you might want to study the scriptures and realize the God that you love and serve. And even if you actually do love and serve him, maybe you're just religious. Maybe you don't even know the true living God of scripture, because if you did, you would be certain of him whom you've put your hope and trust in. So I began to understand what the gospel meant. And as I said, things began to be challenged in my life. And during this, uh, during this process of coming to understand the true gospel, there was a lot of things that I began to quickly lose. I lost a, val- a valuable relationship that I was in. I lost friends that I thought I would have in my life forever. And my financial situation went downhill very, very quickly. Now, I want to note something. I do not blame anyone who is no longer in my life for everything that happened, nor do I hold any resentment to any person who may have left or I may have left um, that friendship, relationship, whatever it was. And if I hurt anyone, I do apologize publicly. That was never my intention. However, this was something that I had to tackle on my own. And salvation truly is a personal work of God. It's not done in a group. It's not like God grabs a whole group and works on them as a group project. No, this is very personal. And the way that the Lord comes is really up to him the way that he does it. And me, which I've seen in a lot of people, he comes in a time of desperate need and trouble. And I believe that sometimes that's simply because that's the only way that we truly will get on our knees and seek out him because there's nothing else we can do at that point. And so I began to cling to him. I had an understanding of Jesus. I knew he was my savior, but I did not yet know who he truly was. And this was kind of what kicked everything off. So this began my my desire to study more of God's word. I began to dive into the Bible and study more. But this time, instead of studying it to see what I could take out of it for me, I studied it to get to know him, who he was, why he did what he was doing, who was speaking to whom he was speaking to. Why was he telling them to do that? And so my thought process and my method of study just changed. It was no longer about, oh, I want to take out a promise here. Um, I want to apply this to my life here. And, oh, this verse promises me that if I seek the Lord with all of my heart, that Everything will be given to me. It wasn't like that anymore. It was more of, I need to know who he is. I need to know how he is. And I just need to know him more. And that's what pretty much changed my study method. It was, I had to get to know this God of the Bible. And again, that's when my perception of things began to change very quickly. The plan that I had built for my life. The plan that I had visualized ever since high school and even before that, everything came crumbling down. 
my my plan was helpless and it didn't stand the test of time because that was my plan but god had a different plan for me and his plan was a plan of humbling but only so that i could truly know and understand who he was before i could say my faith was very superficial i read the bible i preached the bible um out of context for the most part and i thought the bible was just about me living a better life but i didn't understand that the word of god was the very thing that was going to lead me to salvation it was going to lead me to not only be saved but be able to go through this life without any doubt in god if there would be doubt there would be doubt in me because the bible made it clear how depraved how wretched and how useless i was on my own but with god that changed everything because now i was trusting in him in his wisdom in his understanding in his knowledge to teach me how to walk out this life which of course you guys know life comes with challenges life comes with difficulties Life comes with all sorts of curveballs that come at you and you don't know how to handle it. But God is above all that and he can truly give you peace in time of great difficulty and that's what he did for me, but that peace didn't just come by me wishing it, by me declaring it, by me um trying to speak it into existence. This kind of faith came by understanding who he was. And when you understand who he is and on the contrary who you are then you're able to rest in him and understand that salvation was not a work of your will but it was a work of his will he brought it to pass he made it happen you're now being sanctified you're now being um worked on by the holy spirit which dwells in you which is also the seal of his salvation and it's not a work of you again we cannot live out a christian life without god then we'd just be moral and even then we wouldn't change our mentality our philosophy our understanding of life would be that of a depraved person it would be that of a dead person as the bible speaks of so going back to my story i found myself in this place where I could only hold on to Christ and that is what I did and that is how my journey began. So this was all when I began to seek out for God. I began to learn who he was also by the faithful preaching of men like Paul Washer, uh men like Pastor John MacArthur, and even some close relationships that I had made who truly exposed me and even challenged my faith. to know the true god of scripture. And that's when I began to realize that even if I didn't accomplish anything great in this life, which is what I always strive for, even when everything that I had dreamed of and and thought of, even if that didn't come true, 
I would be completely complacent because of whom my faith and trust was in. Because I know that after this life, I will be joined together with him. And that is the greatest accomplishment, to be known by him, to be loved by him, to be saved by him, and to be indwelt by him here on earth. And then after, when we are glorified because of him, then it is just going to be a fellowship with him and others who also made it, who were thankfully saved by his grace. And that would be the greatest accomplishment to die and one day realize, hey, I made it. I'm before the throne of God. I'm on my face beholding his glory. And I think that would be the greatest accomplishment. And it wouldn't even be my accomplishment because I could take no credit for that. So now, after understanding all of this, I understand very clearly that my hand or my life is not in my own hands anymore. It's in the hands of a sovereign God, a God who is the creator of everything, a God who is perfect, holy, unchanging, all-powerful, omnipresent, self-sustaining, loving, righteous, jealous. He's a judge. He's the king of kings, the king of glory. This is my God. This is the God of the Bible. This is the glorious truth of the gospel that God took on flesh. He came down to lay down his life for all those who would come to know him. He took the wrath of the Father on our behalf, and with his blood he washed us. He made us clean. He resurrected and defeated death. And he is now at the right hand of the Father interceding for all those who will come to know him. And in the right time he will return. He will establish his kingdom forever. This is the glorious gospel in a nutshell, my friends. Embrace it. Turn to Christ. Repent of your sins. Beg for mercy. And put all your faith and hope in Christ Jesus, the only name under heaven under which man can be saved. Thank you guys for listening today. I hope that you stay with that message. Turn to Christ while there is still time. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good night.